Hey, talk more talk. It's Jerry from the Beatles Recording Reference Manuals just sending my congratulations for an amazing first year. Hope you guys have many, many more to come. Congratulations to Kit O, Tom H, Ken M, and Ken W from DJ Toby Chicago on their first anniversary celebration of their Talk More Talk videocast. I love all four of you and wish you many more years of discussing my favorite subject on Talk More Talk. Yeehaw! Hi, Kit. This is Ed Chan. And this is Lonnie Pena. Thanks for inviting us to contribute to your first anniversary of Talk More Talk. I'm really excited about your upcoming episode. Well, we were actually doing a uh, show on uh, You Can't Catch Me recently, and there was an outtake which fits right in with your celebration. So, Lonnie, that's the story of You Can't Catch Me. You know, I've worked so hard on coming up with doing research for this show, it even caused me to have a little vision. Oh, what was that? Well, it wasn't a man on a flaming pie. Oh, thank goodness. But it was Morris Levy. Okay, what did he have to say? What he said to me was, uh, you know, didn't you guys just do an anniversary show where your friends and fans contributed little messages? And he's right, but he continued saying, oh, well, I think you guys should get together with them and try and make some money off of that if they're going to use your idea. He suggested, well, why don't you come up with your outtakes and put it together with some of theirs and put out an album. He even had an album cover suggested. Uh, a 10-year-old picture of Tom Hunyadi photoshopped onto an ugly yellow background. Hmm. Well, at least he didn't suggest a ripoff of two virgins. So anyway, congratulations, guys. We're looking forward to more from Tom and Kit and... Ken and Ken, both on Talk More Talk, and we hope to have all of you back on our show in the next year. Congrats, guys. of Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. I am one of your four co-hosts, Tom Hunyadi. You may know me from my other show, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. And tonight we're going to have another fun episode. We're going to be talking about our favorite solo Beatles lyrics. Now, they may not necessarily be the best and they may not necessarily be, you know, 
your favorite, but they mean something to you. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to, you know, do uh, two rounds here, uh, talk about our favorite solo Beatles lyrics, what they mean to us. And hopefully you guys will join in and you will mention your favorite lyrics as well. So before we get to that, let me introduce to you the three people that I'm so lucky I get to do this show with. I'm going to tell you this past year, what a thrill just to be a part of this show. And so awesome that I get to do the show with these wonderful people. First up, and you know, she's the queen. She is the queen, and that's all she's going to be known in for now on. It's just the queen. But anyways, you know her from the Michael Jackson FAQ, and you know her from this book right here, songs we were singing. And and she's everywhere. She's on everybody's podcast. She's writing articles here. She's writing about the Beatles there. And Kit, you know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for a solo Beatles version of this. What do you think? I think that's actually a really good idea. That uh, I think that'll definitely be a future uh, future topic. All so, right. Well, uh, hurry up. I want to read it. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hello, Tom, Ken, and Joe, and everybody watching. Yes, and next uh, up, he's uh, he is the YouTube man. He's got this wonderful YouTube channel uh, where he just talks about mainly Beatles and solo Beatles, and he's reviewed all of the albums. He he's got the you know wonderful uh, Beatle finds and 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 so on. And it's it's just he loves media, and and we love him. And and uh, y'all know him as me, Mr. Mayo. And we know him as uh, Joe Mayo. And Joe, welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hey. Doing well, thank you very much, Tom. You got it. Thanks Hello, for uh, thanks for uh, pinch hitting for uh, Ken Womack tonight again. Ken's that guy's a busy guy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. yeah, he's, he's like, well, I'm in the UK now. Well, yeah, I'm right. Here. <laughs> Doing this Beatles tour with a bunch of lucky students, and I tell you, I am just. Uh, just, just so jealous. But uh, I, I hope everybody had a great time. So, uh, Joe, welcome back. And last, and hello, and hello to Ken Michaels. Anyway, wherever he is, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> there you oh, are. That's great. <laughs> you can't see me, huh? No, I can. I can't okay. see Tom, but that's another story. Okay. <laughs> You can't see me. All right. Um, and you lastly is, yeah, exactly. You won't see him during this show. <laughs> and lastly, he is the host of a very popular syndicated radio show called Every Little Thing. And the reason why it's called Every Little Thing is because he plays Every Little Thing. And I love the show. I've been listening to it probably since 2012 now. And, uh, he, you know, you learn something new every time you listen to the show. He's also the host of the very popular Beatles podcast, Things We Said Today with Alan Cozen and Darren DeVivo. He is Ken Michaels. Ken, welcome back. Thank you, Tom. Hi, everybody. Happy anniversary, everybody. Yes. To you guys yes. and to our listeners, thank you very much. And Tom, yes. Tom doesn't say that I always play his requests on the show, <laughs> in, including his name is Legs. One time, yes, exactly. He, he requested yes. that, and yes. I played it. Oh, he, <laughs> Ken Michaels did a thematic set with uh, body parts, I believe yeah. it was. <laughs> it works. It and it worked, you know. Yes, it was. Uh, legs was a body part, and uh, he, he uh, gracefully uh, played it. So sure. thank you for that, Kent. Um, like I said, we're going to be talking about our favorite solo Beatles lyrics, what they mean to us. You know, we could have been, you know, uh, out on a date with uh, with uh, with with somebody, and uh, and the song came on, and it was just perfect timing, and it and it just it, it you know ran, you know meant something to us. So we're going to talk about these lyrics, and but before we do that. Ken Michaels with the news. 
That sounds real. That sounds real. We don't need any special effects CDs or anything. No, no, no. Okay. Let's start by talking about Ringo. He wrapped up the final concert for the latest of his dates for the All-Star Band. And uh, as we all know, they just celebrated their 30th anniversary since their first concert, which was on September 3rd, 1989. Their last concert, September 1st. Mm -hmm. 2019 and that was at the greek theater in los angeles it was strongly rumored that paul mccartney was going to be there but unfortunately he did not show up however there were many of uh previous all-stars that uh celebrated for this special night and they were joe walsh and nils lofgren who were both part of the first all-star band um also jim keltner was there edgar winter Richard Page from Mr. Mister, and Eric Carmen. And I don't know if you guys got to see this online, but um, this was at the very end of the show. He always invites people for with a little help from my friends. And you got to see all these other all-stars on stage with Ringo. And both Ringo and Joe Walsh together did. <laughs> Jumping jack. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jack LaLanne... I think he's jealous right now, even though he's in his grave. But uh, <laughs> it's, fun. it's funny to see Ringo and Joe Walsh do that together. But uh, I'd like to but, see Jack Palance up there trying to you know, <laughs> when he did the push-ups that time. Oh yeah, Jack okay. Palance. <laughs> All right. Um, other news: Paul McCartney's new children's book, "Hey Grand Dude," key Tom there. Yeah. That was just released on September the 5th, available on hardback, CD, and also as an audiobook narrated by Paul, who made an appearance at the Calderstones bookstore in Piccadilly and read from the book to a small group of children from Brixton's Primary School and uh, to a few dozen people who got a ticket for this exclusive event. Paul's living room was recreated for the event while Paul sat in a comfy chair and read. <laughs> Have you read the book, Tom? No, not yet. Not okay. Yet. Okay. No, well, you know, I had an anniversary this weekend, so uh, I promised my wife I'd be spending it with her and not Paul this weekend. So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll excuse you for that. But yeah, all right, we'll thank, you. thank yeah. you. We need a review on the next show. Yes. Coming up. Coming up. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Also, uh, <laughs> I missed it. Like, like a flower. <laughs> Yeah. Also on the McCartney front is another book of Linda McCartney photos coming called Linda McCartney, The Polaroid Diaries. Now, these are intimate and personal photos taken by Linda, mainly of the family, Paul and the kids. You see them dancing, eating, horse riding and many moments of their everyday life on the farm in Scotland. There are interspersed portraits, still lifes and interior compositions, plus landscapes across Scotland and Arizona. And lots of photos that show her love of animals. This will also be available in a collector's edition. Tom's getting ready to hear this. In a two limited in two limited art editions, each with a print, each with the print numbered and signed by Paul McCartney. The book is 232 pages and it's due out November the 18th. Okay. And uh, Paul revealed some upsetting news that one of his grandsons was mugged. Oh, at yeah. Knife Point in London and stole his phone. His grandson was upset that he didn't fight with the man, and Paul told him, no, you did the right thing because he had a knife. Mm -hmm. Scary stuff there. 
Um, the documentary of Echo in the Canyon will have a DVD release of September the 16th. That's next Monday. Ringo Starr is among the musicians interviewed for this look at the music of the mid to late 60s coming out of Laurel Canyon and how artists like the Beach Boys, the Birds, Mamas and Papas, and Buffalo Springfield influence other artists on the music scene. And uh, it is said to have Tom Petty's last interview. And other notable musicians interviewed include Eric Clapton and Jackson Brown. It also features artists today covering music from that period, including mm -hmm. Jacob Dylan, Beck, Regina Spector, Fiona Apple, Nora Jones, and Cat Power. So that's yeah. coming out next Monday. Hey, but Ken, was that, uh, was that just DVD or was it Blu-ray as well? Um, you know, I just have DVD, but usually these okay. days it's both. But I'll, yeah, I'll double yeah, check on that. Yeah. But speaking of documentaries, I just found out about this. There's a new one coming out, actually being shown. It's called The Cavern Club. Mm -hmm. The beat goes on. It'll be premiering on the Sky Arch Channel on September 14th. That's this Saturday. And it tells the entire history of the club, described as the cradle of British pop music. The Cavern Club's website says that they have played a pivotal role in each and every period of popular music since it first opened its doors as a jazz venue in 1957. We all know the Beatles played there 292 times between February of 1961 and August of 63. And in all these years, as it says on the website, the club has embraced the ever-changing music scene. It includes appearances from the Beatles, Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, the Who, Elton John, Stevie Wonder, Queen, Adele, Rod Stewart, Steve Van Zandt, and others. Again, that's the Cavern Club. The beat goes on, premiering on the Sky Arch Channel. That's this Saturday. All right, Cheryl Crow has a new album out, which is called Threads. It's a combination of new compositions from her and also cover versions from artists that she admires, one of which happens to be George Harrison. And she covers Beware of Darkness, Mm. on uh, the new album. Her version has Eric Clapton on it, as well as Sting and wow. Brandy Carlisle. Jeez. Yep. That's quite a lineup. Sure thing. And you can always check it out on YouTube. I always find yeah. that anytime there's some new music out, go to YouTube. And you, you know, Ken, now that you mentioned Sting, that was a person that I can later on while I was watching the Ringo show going, you know what? Sting would be a great addition to the all-star band. I think certainly bass oh, player. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're dealing yeah. with someone. We, I mentioned someone like Billy Joel who has so mm -hmm. many hits and right with Sting, you got his solo hits. You got and the police. Yeah. yeah. You know, how do you even pick? <laughs> but you know, being a big Beatle fan as he is, I think, uh, you know, you never know yeah. if it's something that they would consider just an honor it's only right. a month on the road, but then you, you also got to be thinking: if you're Ringo, do you want this band to be doing lots of legs, right? Like, you know, different <laughs> tours, or are you going to change it every after every lineup? Mm -hmm. After a month of touring, it, you change it again. Yeah. You never know, but um, yeah. Uh, just a quick uh, Ed Chen, our our pal from uh, when they was Fab, uh, just confirmed that the Echoes in the Canyon is on Blu-ray. Thank you very uh, much, Ed. Thank you, Ed. Ed okay. Ed's always it. on the. You know why the I don't, the reason why I, I say is because that wonderful documentary that Aretha Franklin one called Amazing Grace. Oh, yeah. It was only released on DVD, and I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to you know Blu-ray, so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm finding more 
those, those documentaries are only getting a DVD release and not necessarily a Blu-ray release as well. That's so. really strange. Yeah, yeah it, it, is. Is. it is. Yeah, but go okay. ahead, Ken. Sorry. All right, news about Danny Harrison. I find this really interesting. He has now done quite a lot of work scoring music for films. Along with his partner from his band, the new number two, Paul Hicks, the two of them have scored the music for Beautiful Creatures, also uh, Learning to Drive, and the title song for the recent Netflix series, Dogs, and the recent four-part HBO series, The Case Against Adnan Syed, and now the new Netflix docuseries about Microsoft founder Bill Gates. Hmm. It's called Inside Bill's Brain. <laughs> great, great title there. Inside Bill's Brain, Decoding Bill Gates. Hmm. It's a three-part series, and it premieres on September the 20th. And Danny, look at him, you know, he's carving out a name for himself in the uh, film scores uh, industry. Some reminders here. The new release is coming out. The new documentary, John and Yoko, Above Us Only Sky, coming out on DVD, Blu-ray, and digitally. That's mm -hmm. this Friday. Yep. The movie Yesterday uh, will be on Blu-ray and DVD and digital September 24th. Ringo's second book of photographs, Another Day in the Life, comes out September 24th as well. And the Abbey Road Deluxe box set for the 50th anniversary, September 27th. You're clapping there, Tom? Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Your hands yeah. in there. <laughs> I'm drooling as we speak. <laughs> I think we're all going to be taking out loans from Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I, worked, I worked a little overtime today, actually. <laughs> oh, right. oh, there you go. <laughs> um, also, a reminder that the uh, tour, it was 50 years ago today, starts September 21st in Atlantic City, and that is with the band Todd Rundgren, Mickey Dolenz, Christopher Cross, Joey Molland, and Jason Sheff, and oh. it's half. They're doing their own hits. The other half is all songs from the White Album. Not right. the entire White Album. A lot right. of people were questioning that, but most of the songs from, from the White Album. It's going to be interesting to see who sings what song on that uh, tour. Well, you know? I'm guessing, because Todd Rundgren has done While My Guitar Gently Weeps many times, mm. so I, I'm figuring he's going to be doing that one. Okay. But um, speaking of Joey Molland, he is working on a new album with Mark Hudson and also the producer Mario McNulty, who has worked with David Bowie and Julian Lennon. And he has started a Kickstarter campaign to cover the costs of production. So if you're interested in helping Joey out, you can go to kickstarter.com for that. Hmm. All right. Um, that's just about, uh, well, it's most of the, the news. I have to tell you guys, but before we continue, Kit wants to let us know about a special symposium happening about uh, concerning the Abbey Road album. Yes, indeed. This is uh, for the, of course, the 50th anniversary of Abbey Road. Uh, it's uh, a symposium called Come Together, 50 Years of Abbey Road. It's at the Eastman School of Music in Rochester, New York, and it's September 27th through the 29th. And it's uh, it's really going to be uh, an amazing event. I'll be presenting there on uh, Oh Darling. I'll just mention that, and I'm, I'm not going to give too much away, uh, but, but that'll be my focus. Uh, but there are going to be just some incredible speakers there. Our own Ken Womack will be there. Uh, Ken Townsend will be there. Oh, and uh, and Ken's, nice. uh, Ken Womack is going to interview him. Nice. So, yeah, and then I think he's giving a separate talk as well. So you've got him. We've got Andy Babuk, the uh, author of Beatles Gear and, and uh, you instrument, instrument nerds out there. 
he's your guy. I mean, he really knows his stuff. Uh, Walter Everett, the musicologist, he'll be there. John Kovach is there. I mean, it's it's really going to be a, a great weekend with, uh, you know, I, I think lots to think about and different perspectives um, on the uh, on the album. So you can uh, go to their website, which I'll post uh, both on, on my page and I'll post it on the uh, Talk More Talk page too. Uh, and you can still register and uh, and uh, hope uh, hope to see some of you there. Awesome. All right. Well, since I'm so forgetful, you just <laughs> reminded me, Kit. I've got oh, darling. <laughs> we were just talking about this a few minutes before the show, but yeah. in the last week or so, a few of the tracks from the Abbey Road box set have leaked out, and one of them is Take Four of Oh, Darling, it's which crazy. is a completely <laughs> different take of the song, different vocals from Paul, really strong yeah. vocals. Um, yeah. A lot of fun to hear. Um, what did you guys think of? Uh, I loved it. I loved it. You know, I, I just have to say that the when, when I'm on my channel and I'm doing live own way that I mean it's hard not to enjoy them. You know, we love the you know the the you know the evolution. We t we talk a lot about the evolution of a song. You know, from all of these archive box sets that we've been getting over the last year and then the progression and how much that we're enjoying learning about the song as it's being created. And it's just, and it's continuing with this set. And I know it's going to continue, you know, with, with, you know, with all these box sets that we get in the future. So I say, just keep them coming. Well, you yeah. know what? It, it's a debate whether or not we should put out every single take of every song. Mm -hmm. I think that these, these particular takes are carefully chosen. Right, you know, the, you can't just assume that every single take is going to be exciting and oh, wonderful, no. and right. you know. But um, agreed, I think they've agreed. done, uh, you know, a, a tremendous job, especially on the White Album. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think I think you nailed it, Tom. Talking about the evolution of a song. I mean, that's that's what I've loved hearing. Um, you know, in these box sets, uh, when I first started collecting, you know, bootlegs, and in the early '90s. I mean, you know, it's just fascinating to to hear a song develop and hear it change. You know, lyrically, uh, sometimes in you know in rhythm. I mean, it's I I just think it's absolutely fascinating to yeah, yes. hear and uh so as as you said joe bring it on <laughs> oh yeah one yeah. more thing i want to add to that and something that i i find really fascinating are isolated tracks and um wow. in the case of when you go back to the imagine box set i especially loved hearing the orchestration on imagine on how do you sleep just the orchestration and nothing else and right. it makes you realize all the work that was put into that another thing that has leaked out um, leaked out. It's the record company doing it. But anyway, <laughs> are the strings for for something? Something. And yeah. it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It's really stunning. And um, it makes you realize all the work that was put into that from George Martin. And a lot of that got buried in the final mix of something. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I love hearing all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you also got to hear the new mixes for something and for Oh Darling as well. And I do I do feel like Ringo has said that you, you hear there's a lot more punch in the bass and in the drums. Right. And Ringo especially and I hope we're gonna get a lot of, of that it. I hope we're gonna get a lot of that on in the, you know going to the early albums too. I mean that's I don't want to get ahead of it now, but uh you know, people are, are speculating, well are they gonna go back and do the earlier albums, which I think they, they have to. Uh not necessarily have to wait for anniversary dates. You could have one a year or something like that. But uh yeah, I like being able to hear Ringo's drums and I've always felt that on some of the early tracks 
it's kind of buried back there. I, I want to hear the more pronounced, if possible. I don't even know if you can do that with some of the uh, remixing, if you can remix them that much at all, you know, the early yeah. stuff. Right. Not only yeah. I think I think the bass sometimes is buried on early. Oh yeah, definitely. So, bass yeah. and drums. Yep. I'm always I'm always jealous of musicians who can hear everything, <laughs> <laughs> even when it's buried. It's like they have these magical ears where they can pick <laughs> out, you know. But some of yeah. them are like that. Anyway, right. before we get to our main topic, I just want to talk about Peter Frampton for a second, because as many of you have heard, he has a rare. Um, degenerative disease and they're saying in about a year from now he may not be able to play guitar at all so mm -hmm. he's been in the middle of his farewell tour which I witnessed yep. last week in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun and it was a terrific show and I swear if you watched him play guitar you'd never know there's anything wrong with him wow. he, his fingers were flying all over the place and I love his style of guitar playing and all the lead work that he does and he has a tremendous band but I just wanted to bring up Peter because um, the last song that he did in concert was While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which he has done before live. So that was a tribute to George Harrison. But at the very end of the concert, right after the end of that song, the band left and Peter was the only one there. Mm. And he talked to the audience and it was the only time he brought up his illness. And for the whole for the whole concert, he was very upbeat. You never know there was anything wrong with him. And he just wanted to thank everybody for the love that they showed. This was a sold-out concert and everything. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm just going to say goodbye to all of you by waving to you, hmm. which he did. And then he turned around, walked at the back of the stage. As he's doing this, I'm hearing a ukulele being played. Mm -hmm. And the song that was played was I'll See You in My Dreams, in my dreams. Wow. from Joe Brown. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure many of you watching this are aware that that was the last song that was played at the concert for George from Joe Brown with right. the rose petals falling from, from the ceiling. Nice. And nice. so I kind of felt like what a classy way to end this show. It was Peter's own way of saying goodbye, but I also felt like this was a, a nod to George at the same time. Mm. Oh, I kind of wish everybody in the audience knew the significance right. of that song. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah. you know, that caught us completely off guard. We never thought that was going to happen. But what a nice touch to end that concert. Nice. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and yeah. the, the tour, by the way, continues if you still want to see him. Gotcha. Okay. It's, it's going on through mid-October, Peter Frampton. Okay. Okay. That's amazing. Well, uh, before... Also, one I wanted to mention one thing before we get uh, going on our main topic. Stick around because when we're done with our you know favorite lyrics, uh, since it's our first uh, anniversary, we have a little giveaway. Um, what we're going to do is a little later on in the show, we're going to pick one uh, one person and we're going to ask them a trivia question. Uh, if they get that right, they're going to get some Talk More Talk swag, which is going to be one this. Uh, if you can see it, it's this Talk More Talk pin. And it's also, Kit, if you want to as well, it's the Talk More Talk tote bag. Now, the great thing about this tote bag, it's perfect size, perfect size for multiple editions of Egypt Station on vinyl. You can fit, you can fit so many copies of Egypt Station on vinyl in this tote bag. It's amazing. And, uh, it's it's a great it's a great bag and uh i look forward to uh seeing uh somebody win it and uh 
maybe you can take it to record store day because then you know this is perfect size for records. It sure take is. It there yeah. And uh, you can put all your uh, your record store day uh, records. I don't even have day. one of those. I'd like you to. Get one of those. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have a, I have a pin. I have a pin. <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you. Up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there so you go. Oh, look at that. And that's ah, the, uh, oh, I have, I have one of those. Oh, that's, my, that's my other bag. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> is what I take to the Fest for Beetle fans. There you go. And, and then when I see him, I say, gosh, Ken, where did you get that bag? It's <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So again, stick around uh, for a little later in the show. We're gonna pick one uh, one viewer, and obviously, if that person doesn't get the question right, we'll we'll pick another viewer until somebody gets this answer right. And uh, it's a it's a good question. We can't wait to uh, see if uh, if you guys can get it. So all right, here we go. This is um, our favorite solo Beatle lyrics. Uh, I got them in order here. I thought we'd do the uh, the classic John Paul George Ringo uh, lineup. Can we, just, can we just explain no, one thing? Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say that when we talked about this, right. um, there was a little confusion only because what if, for example, there was a song that one of the Beatles wrote with somebody else mm -hmm. and you didn't know if that Beatle wrote the lyrics? Right. So you really couldn't include a McCartney Elvis Scostello composition. Right. Uh, however, in the case of somebody like Ringo, we had to make an exception because 98% of the songs he's written are collaborations. Okay, so we kind of stipulated that with John, Paul, and George, they really have to be songs that they wrote by themselves. Mm -hmm. Ringo's the only exception. It's the only fair way, I think, to handle it. Right. And, I, I think so. And also, we said that if you want it to be just one line from a song or a couple mm -hmm. of lines, that's fine. If you want it to be the entire lyrics, that's fine. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that is correct. And... Um, I said that we were going to do the classic John Paul George Ringo lineup, but we're going to reverse it. So we're going to start with Ringo, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I got to turn my page on. backwards. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh oh, great. I got to turn my notes. <laughs> All right. So uh, I got it here. Uh, Ken Michaels, you are first up for Mr. Star. Here go all my picks. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. We're only doing one right now. I know now. Ken's going to have a lot of them. And I want everyone to know that we have to do more shows on this topic because there's so right. many songs so many. we could pick from. We can't just pick one song yeah. or two songs and re let right. that represent our favorites. These are amongst our favorites. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I kind of had to pick early 1970. So did I. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. And, That's uh, okay. And That's viewer, okay. A viewer, Don Maley, did too. <laughs> <laughs> the reason yeah. why I had to say that song is because Ringo has a way of writing very simple lyrics that are very effective. And in that song, he managed to capture in each verse describing the other Beatles. Yeah. But the brilliant thing that a lot of people may overlook about early 1970 is that in each verse, he says a line at the end, and they're all slightly different. And there's Tom. I might need your help there in case I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you, you and me, we're on the same. We we were on the same wavelength with this. I, you know, I agree with you 100% on everything you're you're gonna say about those four those four lyrics. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But go ahead. With, jo with John, he says when he comes to town, I know he's gonna play with, play me. with me. Right. Uh, with George, when he comes to town. Um, Oh, no, he's always in town playing for you, for with, you me. with me. Correct. But with Paul, yes. he said, when, and when he comes to town, 
I wonder if he'll play yeah. with me. Mm. <laughs> so there's that little tongue in cheek in there. Right. And then there's the last verse, you know, yeah. when they come to town, I want to see all three. Yeah. It's really very touching. A very simple song, but the lyrics are just so effective describing each of the Beatles. And I thought it was brilliant for a B side. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, really it's a very, very good. good song lyrically. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe, you, you are up next. It's funny because I, I, what I first thought when I did this was early 1978, and I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go another route. I'm going to go for some newer lyrics, which I, I you know, and I hope that, I, you know, whether Ringo co-wrote them or not, you know, I don't know. Well, I put one here from, uh, it's from uh, the Why Not album, the, the Other Side of Liverpool song. And I like a line where Ringo says, the other side of Liverpool is cold and damp, mm. only way out of there. Drums, guitar, and amp. <laughs> Talking about, like, you know, playing uh, his music. That's, uh, I got a few Ringo quotes, but that's one that I, I thought I would share first. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Uh, Kid O'Toole. One at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, one yeah. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, once again, Joe, it's it's scary how we're. we're no, no. Beyond, no, I didn't pick that one. I almost did. <laughs> okay. I almost did. Okay. But. <laughs> I swear to God, but um, I but my song fits perfectly with yours because I picked Liverpool Eight. <laughs> I have that too. I have that too, kid. Ah! Dang, it's scary. It's really scary. But uh, <laughs> we tend to have the same taste. So really, it's really funny. But um, but any anyway, my other one is not so. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I I love his songs about Liverpool. Um, you know, and uh, Liverpool Eight had this wonderful uh, this refrain. Of course, he wrote that with Dave Stewart. Uh, Liverpool, I left you, said goodbye to Madron Street. I always followed my heart, and I never missed a beat. Destiny was calling; I just couldn't stick around. Liverpool, I left you, but I never let you down. I just, you know, the first time I, I heard that, I, I just was, I, I just thought that was very moving, you know. And I mean, yeah. I know he's had. You know, there have been something, other things he said about Liverpool, including <laughs> the other side of Liverpool and that song. But, you know, but I thought that was such a, a great way to, you know, summer. I mean, you know, name check Madron Street. Um, yes. and, and I love that, you know, I left you. I had to leave, you know, and, uh, you know, but it's Liverpool is always with me. Mm. Uh, and uh, just the first time I heard that song, I, I just was very moved by it and thought it was a great, you know, per very personal statement. Mm. Although uh, along those lines, the line that I picked wasn't even one of those lines. Oh, I thought wow. it was a fun. So I'll just stick this in there. A fun line I liked was went to Hamburg, the red lights were on. With George and Paul and my friend John. <laughs> so gets to the point. Yeah. Ringo had to have, he had to have written that line. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Um, yeah, you know, when I was doing these, I was, you know, ninety probably ninety percent or eighty percent or whatever of, of the lyrics that I picked are were personal. They they meant something to the writer. And I think that they really I I love it when these these four gentlemen, you know, give us a glimpse of of their life and then and you know what they're feeling something you know if the other three is involved with their life and they put it down in paper and you don't get that often and and when you do and if it's done right like early 1970 i i mean which 
captured the moment almost perfectly, uh, especially yeah. for Ringo, you know, and, and, you know, Ken, it's like I said, I mean, I wonder if he'll play with me with Paul. I mean, we knew that they had kind of a falling out when Ringo went over to his house, you know, and tried to, you know, tell him though, you know, Hey, put a hold on, you know, on the McCartney album. And, you know, he got the door in his face, uh, you know, and if it is true that he, you know, wrote these lyrics on his own and I say, you know, I, you know, right on Ringo, this was a perfect picture of early 1970 and it's, it's amazing. And, you know, I have to repeat, I know, I know he's going to play with me for John cause he's always in town playing for you with me, with George. And I, you know, and I want to go to town. I want to see all three. It's just, you know, it's Ringo. It's so Ringo that it's hard really not, is. it's hard for this song to not be in anybody's top five favorite Ringo lyrics in yeah, my opinion, right? I agree. Mm. It's just, you know, it, it has to be there, you know? Yep, I agree. Easy and he, go, easy going, Ringo. Easy yeah. going, Ringo. At the end of the day, they're all he loves them all. And yeah, he exactly. is. He's the sole writer on that song, so he had to. Right, he is. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, um, okay, so now we're going to move to Georgie for the first time, and uh, Kit, you are first up. Well, this is not, um, you know, not an obscure song, but it's it's another. I guess a lot of the lyrics I've I've chosen you know have resonated with me personally in in some way um and it's uh, isn't it a pity mm. um and i thought this was one of his finest songwriting moments um and uh the, the lines of course isn't it a pity now isn't it a shame how we break each other's hearts and cause each other pain how we take each other's love without thinking anymore forgetting to give back isn't it a pity mm. and I, I just, you know, it, it just moves me. And I remember, uh, I guess it was a couple of years ago at Beetlefest, uh, Neil Innes was one of the main guests. And I think this was shortly after the Charlottesville uh, incident happened. And he got up and sang that song. And I, I almost burst into tears. I mean, you know, it just, mm. it has such timeless meaning. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, and it, it, it uh, you know, Sadly, it has timeless meaning in some ways. Uh, but, you know, I think this just shows how good George was at, at expressing something, you know, it, it's very, you know, it's not wordy. Um, it's, you know, pretty straightforward. But, uh, you know, it's still, it gets to the point and it just, it hits you. Right. Uh, and you remember these these lyrics that George was just so good at it. So that's that's one of my all time favorites. Okay, cool. Um, for me, uh, George, you know the other twenty percent of what I picked. You know, since the early eighties, uh, I just been I was um, introduced to to ballads, and I've just been a ballad junkie to uh, you know ever since and 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 george has written just some of the the greatest ballads a lot right up there with paul and 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 barry gibb you know and and lionel richie and you know all of those great you know balladeers people you know writers if if, if you will um uh, when cloud nine came out uh, that was like my first solo beetle record i bought with my own money and i was really excited and um, someplace else came on and it was very moved with 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 the lyrics um especially uh the chorus the two chorus that are in there uh you know i don't really know if you would call it the chorus but or not but um 
the ones that real the the one lines that really um, you know resonated with me was um, and for a while you could comfort me and hold me for some time. I need you now to be beside me while all my world is so untidy. Um, that and then there's the also there's also the you know another verse that's in the same style um, as that as well. And, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know how it touched me as, uh, you know, f you know, a 14 year old, <laughs> but, yeah. but it, like yeah. I said, I mean, uh, you know, ballads have, have always moved me since the early eighties and, and that particular uh, ballad, um, even though I don't listen to it as much because it's, it's so, um, you know, personal, for me that I don't want to listen to it so much to where I don't ever get tired of it, you know. So on that those occasion, few occasions that I do play it, it it really, uh, it's a really moving song to me. Um, so that's my uh, pick for beautiful first. song. Beautiful, it is. It is oh, yeah. Um, Ken, you're next for George. Okay, first of all, thank you for saying what you said about ballads and George because he really is way up there along with Paul and and John. Yeah, John's true. up there too. <laughs> Let's oh. not forget him. Oh, I got and a John Ballard as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really love positive songs, and the Beatles have mm. always been there for positive messages in their songs. You know, if I could put If You Believe in there, I would. He wrote that with Gary Wright, and those are words that I live by and very inspirational. But because it's a co write, I guess we can't consider that. But on the very same album is Love Comes to Everyone, mm -hmm. which is a favorite oh, yeah. of mine. Yeah. And it's just the words in there are so magnificent. Go do it. Got to go through that door. There's no easy way out of at it all. No. Still, it only takes time to Love Comes to Everyone. There in your heart, something that's always changing. Um, I'm trying to do this from memory. <laughs> always a part of... Sing it, yeah, baby. Sing it. Yeah. You don't want that. Something that's never aging, that's, right. that's in your heart. Yeah. And I love a message like that, um, you know, that tells you that everybody can find love. Mm. You know, it's not impossible. You got to have hope. And it could be, you know, right around the corner. And uh, you need songs like that to get you by in life. And George has been one of the best in that category for me. Um, it's also a favorite of my wife's and on my show, she requests it all the time. And <laughs> I always love the song, but it has even more significance to me because of what it means to her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, love comes to everyone, and there's yeah. so many others. Believe me, it, it's it's really yeah. funny how a song can also mean even more to you when, you know, like a girlfriend or a wife or husband, whatever, mm -hmm. when they love that song as well, and you have that song to share, right. you know, with that significant other. It just makes it even more powerful. Um, Joe, you are up for your first, George. Well, I have a bunch. You know, when I was doing this, and I'm going through the songs. You know, not reading anything, just sitting down and thinking of a lot of songs. George really has a lot of good lyrics. Uh, and I found a lot of them that I was using. But I think the shift gears here, what I'm going to do is think about like a song that I probably first heard it when I was a teenager. And sometimes when you're a teenager, you know, you're confused. You have, uh, you know, some angst, downtimes or whatever. And um, this is an emotional song, the B-side of Bangladesh, Deep Blue. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, which was, I believe, was about when he was uh, experiencing his mom being ill and visiting her in the hospital, I think. Right. And uh, but but I use the line here that sometimes this stuff seemed to go on and on when you would have like uh, some, some downtimes at, at that age and stuff. And you kind of repeat it a lot. This is part of the line. It says here the line I like is when I think of the life I'm living Pray God help me, give me your light so I can love you and understand this repetition 
which keeps me here feeling deep blue. Mm. I thought that was very emotional for those times when you're looking for a lift or you're looking for some spiritual aid. Or why is this happening? You know, uh, you know, it feels like you're not getting any relief from a situation you might be in. And uh, I love, I just love that little bit there. It's, it's not that's not a happy song, but it's a, a contrast from what we're we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, that's our uh, Georges for that round. Um, now for Paul and uh, Joe, you are up first with uh, with Polly. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I know I can smile because I know what we're, we kind of have the same same thing in mind, I believe. But I, I have to say this: oh, I don't want this to be a downer, but. Uh, I had I have my only sibling, my younger sister, passed away uh, several years ago, and uh, Paul has a fantastic song, one of the most touching songs that hits me emotionally. It's on his Memory Almost Full album. It's called "The End of the End," and it's an inspirational song. I think of people that you know uh, believe, if you're a believer, I guess mostly. And uh, it's funny because my nephew, uh, who was you know. Her, my sister's son, one of my sister's sons, actually sent me a text today with this clip, and I, I thought it was good timing. So here it is. Uh, it was, and it was, you know, this day that we lost her. So coincidence. Anyway, it says at the end of the end, it's the start of a journey to a much better place, and this wasn't bad. So a much better place would have to be special. No need to be sad. And that's only, you know, one of the lines in the song, all right? There's songs like that. Um, but uh, it's really emotional. I remember when his mom passed, I said, listen to this song. And I recommended it for my nephew. And I have two nephews and a niece. And he was really touched by it. So, so much so that I was kind of shocked in a good way when he remembered this on this date and sent me a text with the like a hmm. clip of the song. <clears throat> so I figured I'm going to use it tonight. And there it is. Wow. Well, it's it's it's, it's uh, one of his, I think, uh, most powerful lyrics of this century of the 2000s. You know, uh, I have another one that I think is his one of his best written, you know, lyrics of the 2000s as well. But that one is it's very special. And I know when that day comes, unfortunately, you know, I know that song's going to be right up there with, you know, Hey Jude and yesterday, that's just probably going to be played nonstop, you know. So it's it's a um, very moving song. Very I, I moving, love the you know. line, too, about, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm going to be paraphrasing it, but uh, about, you know, rolling, uh, like comparing memories to um, carpets rolled yeah. for yeah. the children to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's just mm. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Kit, it's your turn for Paul. Well, um, I picked, I think we've actually uh, mentioned this song before in previous episodes. I think it's a favorite of of ours and underrated. Uh, Somebody uh, Who Cares. Uh, I have always loved this song. I I don't know why. (laughs) Well, another, it's that positive. It's it's that positive Paul <laughs> lyrics, you know, it's, it's yep. yeah. well, and it, and it's seriously, since, you know, we've, we've really been nice. We've all been sharing these sort of personal connections we have with the song. I mean, yeah, this, this song has definitely provided me encouragement, you know, during mm-hmm. our times. And, and I, this line is always, 
gotten me like somebody has taken or i know how you feel like somebody has taken the wheels oh, off your car when you had yeah. somewhere to go well yeah. it's annoying not going to get very far i know but somebody cares and and the first time i heard that i mean and i was oh gosh probably you know was in the mid 80s probably when i first got the album and when i heard it i was just like yeah you know that that's exactly what it feel i mean i i really felt like it was speaking to me you know yeah. and uh, and it's just uh i i just think he really nailed you know the feeling you have and uh and then to, you know the really nice melody then when he goes into there's always somebody who right. cares. and it just you know really makes you yeah. feel better yeah um, it yeah. I, it's like it's it's I consider it like his uplifting trilogy of uh, of that song too much rain and who cares it's just yeah. you know yeah. it's 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 his uplift I mean that he likes to do from time to time and it's it's a great you know it's a great positive lyric I'm glad you picked it and Paul Paul has a lot of songs Kit and that's a line I picked here on paper <laughs> yeah. I have it right here See? Gonna... here we go it's <laughs> telepathy yeah <laughs> I don't know. That really tells you something. He has such a huge catalog, Paul, and we're all yeah. thinking the same thing practically. Yeah, yeah. isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. Um, for me with Paul, uh, you know, I talked about how. Um, for me, this is his best lyrics uh, of the two thousands. For me, um, he's going to take mine. I know it. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> so you know, and the the producer, you know, he didn't want this song, but I'm glad he fought to have this song on Chaos and Creation. Um, it's it's riding the Vanity Fair, and like I said, you know, I like the personal songs, and Paul does not always get personal, and when he does, you know, there's there's a meaning for this song, and when he has a meaning, I think it, the, the song is, his songs are very powerful when, you know, he has a reason to write it, and like I said, he fought for this song, and, and the lyric that always is stuck in the back of my head is, it's, uh, you know, the definition of friendship apparently ought to be showing support for the one that you love, and I was open for friendship, but you didn't seem to have any to spare while you were writing to the Vanity Fair, and it's just always been a lyric that, you know, has just stuck in my in, in my mind and uh it's 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 a beautiful song and i'm glad he fought for it and uh I'm glad it was on the album so it's you know something that uh moves me and it's so, very uh, personal clearly yeah yeah exactly the and, and you yeah, know really showed some anger that he yeah. had shown in in previous tracks so i i agree that was a runner-up for me I, yeah I, I agree. you know and then the second time around and when he goes you know that's the trouble with friendship and then on you know it, it's just oh my god it just <laughs> you don't get like this i mean you, you you get songs like this from john you don't you rarely get songs say, like yeah. from, from, from paul you know what i mean so but uh ken you're paul yeah you never see the bitter side of paul really no, that's I, one of the no. rare moments can i can i repeat the end of the end sure okay because i, yeah, I do believe that that is one of the greatest songs that paul has ever written in his entire career and the mm -hmm. lyrics I know, Kit, you, you didn't remember the exact lyrics, lyrics, but I wanted to read them here because it's such beautiful poetry and it flows so well. Um, on the day that I die, I'd like jokes to be told and stories of old to be rolled out like carpets that children have played on and laid on while listening to stories of old. Mm -hmm. And then also, on the day that I die, I'd like bells to be rung and songs that were sung to be hung out like blankets that lovers have played on and laid on while listening to songs that were sung. 
these are gorgeous words. And um, the song itself is just so bare and raw. And it's just Paul on a piano whistling also in the middle. And just yeah. a little bit of orchestration. It's him bearing his soul to the world, so to speak. And um, the whole idea behind that song really was that uh, Paul went to an Irish wake where he noticed that all the people there were not mourning death. They were celebrating life. And so that's what Paul has said he'd like the world to do when he goes. Hmm. To have some fun, have some laughs, you know, right. don't uh, yeah. cry your eyes out. So right. an extremely powerful song. I wish that everybody in the world would know the end of the end. Um, so anyone who is, who's watching the show that doesn't know the song, check it out. Go to YouTube. It's a wonderful song. The end right. of the end. One of his absolute best. Yeah. And again, I yeah. And again, I think that's a it's a to me that's a John style song as well. You know, again, I don't think that you get lyrics like that from Paul. You know, often. And when you do, I think it's something to really appreciate because um, he's letting us yeah. in through his feelings. You know, and his. And, and, and I notice we're picking those songs a lot. You know, those yeah. kind of songs. Like when I was going through the lyrics of Paul, you know, that old cliche about you know, oh, you know, Paul was a music person, John was a lyrics person. Of course, they each wrote music lyrics. But I was with Paul. I was like, yeah, that's nice. But like, uh, follow the leader into a tent. Nobody told me that she owed some rent. Yeah, that was that's cute. <laughs> but it's not. But that's not really kind. kind I have a whole bunch here from uh, uh, right. girl school that I love. For right. Lark. I love those. I love those lyrics. But yeah, I, you know, it's it, it's not that often really. That it doesn't seem that we get that kind of real personal soul searching. And I, right. I love that when Paul does that. You know. Right. Um, mm. I have, you know, I have another one that I did want to say though. Whenever we get, it, I don't want to interrupt any. It's Ken's turn. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. it, and there's a reason why I wanted to bring it up though, because um, it's from the the album New, and I thought Tom was going to have this lyric. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm what I'm wondering about it, maybe you you all can help me, because I I thought that I read somewhere that Paul didn't really think this this lyric up, or somebody else offered it, or that maybe he got it from somewhere else. Mm. But I'm going to tell you what it is anyway. It's in the song Early Days. And I love that, that line that says, may sweet memories from the past always come to you when you look for them. Mm -hmm. And your inspiration, long may it last, may it come to you time and time again. Yeah. Great. Uh, I, I really love that that line, you know, uh, mm -hmm. thinking about sweet memories. You know, in this case of the song, maybe remember him and John going around uh, town, anybody will listen to their music. And hopefully the inspiration, that's how I take it, Paul continuing you know, on and inspiration come to him time and time again for more stuff like Egypt station and beyond, you know, yeah, that's yeah. how I take yeah. it. But does anybody know if that was, was that Paul's lyric? I don't I'm know not, why I think I, uh, I'm not sure about that. I don't, I want to double check on that. I do yeah, believe that yeah. his lyric, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I don't always agree with everything that the Beatles have said in their lifetime. I can say that here. But um, one thing that John said about Paul is that he can write great lyrics when he wants to. Right. And so there are times when he's written phenomenal lyrics. There are times when he doesn't put the effort behind the lyrics. Right. There's so many different reasons to admire each of the four of them. And sometimes you could love a song that doesn't have the greatest lyrics at all. But you, right. you might love the melody. You might love the arrangement. You might love the lead guitar <laughs> solo. <laughs> so, there's any number of reasons why you like a song. But we're just picking the lyrics here for, yeah, for right, this particular right. show. And we're, we're probably going to do plenty more shows just like this on lyrics. So right. these are just a few. 
These are just a few. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go to John next, and uh, I'm up first. And, um, you know, like, you know, early 1970, you know, I think, you know, R Ringo painted, uh, you know, the uh, you know perfect picture. But, and we all know what, what Paul did on April 10th, 1970. But I think, you know, John put the fi finishing touches on it in December of 1970. And that was with the, with the, with the song, you know, with the song God and um, you know, the closing lyrics, you know, the dream is over. What can I say? The dream is over yesterday. I was the dream weaver, but now I'm reborn. I was the walrus, but now I'm John. And so dear friends, you'll just have to carry on. The dream is over. Now he may, you know, he might've been pissed off that, you know, Paul, you know, did what he did on, you know, on April 10th, but this right here, if you're you know, like a young fan, like I was, you know, 15, 16, and, you know, and hearing these lyrics for the first time, you, you, you know, you're thinking, all right, this was a stamp. This was it. It's over. There ain't going to be no reunion, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, and I know we had, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people had hopes, you know, throughout the seventies and when there was even, you know, rumors that there was going to be, you know, an 81, you know, or 82 or sometime in the early eighties, a reunion. And, you know, unfortunately that didn't happen, but, you know, I know John changes his mind often throughout his, his his life as well, but that pretty much put put the stamp on on the Beatles, in my opinion. And I thought it was, you know, just some of his most powerful lyric, you know, that he has ever written. Solo or Beatles. So it's a punch to the gut for sure. Yeah, it is. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It is. Especially if you were you know, one of those, you know, Beatle maniacs from you know, sixty-two, sixty-three on. You know, if you grew up with the Beatles and then you got that album and you heard that, you know, that song, you're like probably devastated. You know? Yeah, right, right. At that yeah. time. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it, took, uh, it took such courage to say those words, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, Ken, you're next for John Lennon. OK. God, there's so many great lyrics from John. But sometimes the, the lyrics that affect me the most are the ones that are really simple that grab you in the gut. Mm -hmm. And one song that has become one of my absolute favorites, I always liked, but now it's probably in my top five, is the song How. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very overlooked song on a great album like Imagine. But just to open up a song with how can I go forward when I don't know which way I'm facing. Right. Think about that. <laughs> How can I go forward when I don't know which way to turn? We've all kind of experienced something like that. Yeah. You know, when you don't know which way you're facing, that's, you know, and how can I give love when I don't know what it is I'm giving? Wow. <laughs> You've been in relationships, you know, you, you don't know for sure if what you're experiencing is love, if you're giving love, if you're worthy of love. Do you con confuse sex with love? You know? Right. Um, and it's such a simple statement, but so powerful and something that we can all relate to. Right. So when, when you're able to just have a simple line, which makes you really think, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's the really deep messages there, you yeah. know, and you might think it's so simple, but to be able to come up with this, this thought, how can I go forward when I don't know which way I'm facing? <laughs> I thought that was so yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I believe yeah, this. Yeah. There's so many other great lines from John, but that's just one that I've learned to appreciate so much more now. Yeah. And you said it. I mean, it's a, how did you say it was a forgotten song by John? Ken, it's overlooked. It's, it's overlooked. Over yeah. Yeah. Hit, write that down. 
Volume two, Tom <laughs> singing lesser known solo tracks. Here we go. All right, please. <laughs> but it's right, and you know, Ken and I just you know, can't help but to think that it's maybe that generation before him that didn't know how to express love, and you know, and then that carried over into their generation as as well. Didn't know how to express or how to give love, and they didn't know how to receive love. You know, it, it's all that just really comes out beautifully in that song. Um, uh, who's next here? Uh, Joe, you are next with John. Okay, it's hard to pick just one, but I got to sneak in a couple of short ones. <laughs> I, don't think any, <laughs> I don't think anybody will have, maybe. Right. Uh, um, well, one of them I won't do from How Do You Sleep because Alan Klein, I think, really gave the end of that line. I always thought that was a clever line. I mean, it's not nice to Paul, mm. but it was a, you know, people know the one I mean. It's a clever mm. line. Um, in uh, sometime in New York City, of all things, with the woman's rights song, Woman is the of the World. I just love the, that, that line. While telling her not to be so smart, we put her down for being so dumb. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, on behalf of women, you know, speaking on, on, on their behalf. Uh, and somebody took my line, <laughs> offered the line that I was going to use, uh, <laughs> From I don't want to face it. You want to save humanity, <laughs> but it's people that you just oh. can't stand. Somebody said that. Yeah, we got to that. Yep, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> mm, so that's 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 me for now. Okay, uh, Kit for uh, for John. Well, I mean. Gosh, I could have picked virtually any song from the Plastic Ono Band album. <laughs> I, it, there, there are just so many great ones. But I decided to uh, go with um, Crippled Inside from Imagine. Um, okay. I just thought he really nailed, you know, he was, he, he was like a, you know, philosopher, maybe even a psychologist. I mean, you know, you can shine your shoes and wear a suit. You can comb your hair and look quite cute. You can hide your face behind a smile. One thing you can't hide is when you're crippled inside. And I just, I mean, the first time I heard it, I just thought, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you've, right, you know, yeah. either, you know, experienced people like that or, or, you know, maybe you've gone, you know, any of you have gone through that, um, you know, and, and then going on, you can go to church and sing a hymn, judge me by the color of my skin. You can live a lie until you die. One thing you can't hide is when you're crippled inside. And I, I just, I really thought, you know, that's a, that's a statement about, you know, human nature and, and he absolutely, and was probably talking a bit about himself too, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, I, I think he, he was, and I just, um, it's it just always grabbed me whenever I've heard it, where I just thought, boy, that's the truth. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> yeah. can hide, you, you can run, but you can't hide from yourself and, right. uh, and, and your problems. And, uh, and so I just thought he really just, just, succinctly put that in and the song is catchy as hell too i mean mm -hmm. it really is <laughs> but but beside that the lyrics i i think are are just uh spot on yeah very good very good Definitely. well we're at our hour i mean do we want to continue do we want to save more for another day or do we want to just do a couple quick uh, honorable mentions mm -hmm. what do you want to do we'll do one honorable mention each? each, yes. Okay, but, but right. not not from each beetle, just one. Oh, just from, one. Yeah, yeah. just one. Yeah. Yeah. In okay. General. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Ken. Why don't you go ahead and start us off then? Well, this is a play on words, which I always like when it does happen in Beatle and solo Beatle songs. 
I've always loved this line from Paul. Said farewell to my last hotel. It never was much kind of abode. <laughs> abode. Abode. You know, I love how the how Helen Wheels opens like that. That's yep. a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe? Uh, which one do I pick for one? Uh, let's do a, a, a Paul one. Cafe on the left bank, ordinary wine, touching all the girls with your eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Kit? Uh, well, of course, the, the song I'm going to bring up is for, for you. No, I'm going to bring up. <laughs> Can't get enough. <laughs> Just smile away. Yeah, smile away. <laughs> Magneto and Titania, man, right, kid? That's right. <laughs> How did you guess? Uh, I know you well. Yeah, you know me well, my friend. No, actually, I think I will go with uh, Blow Away, George mm. Harris. Um, just some wonderful wordplay here. The, uh, sky cleared up, day turned to bright, closing both eyes, now the head filled with light. Hard to remember what a state I was in. Instant amnesia, yang to the yin. I mm, love great. it. He just mm. loves to play with great, words. Great, great, great. Right. A perfect example of that. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, mine comes from my favorite Paul Ballard. I had to include this um, just because of the way I feel um, every time I hear the song. Um, only love can stand the test. Only you outshine the rest. Only fools take second best. But it's so. Some people never know. That's your favorite Paul Ballard? That's my Some People Never Know is my favorite Paul Ballard. Yes. Wow. Wow, it's, that's great. I just love like, the yeah. uh, the the way that they the two sing that song together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just for me, it's a very moving song. And, and lyrically, I used to travel a lot. You know, so you know the verse, you know, like a fool, I'm far away. Every night, I you know hope and pray I'd be coming home to stay. You know, so that you know I'd always think of that so that that verse while while I was out of town. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, yeah, it's a very very moving song for me. So mm. so okay. yeah. Okay, so it's time. Did nobody have Sally G? Nobody? Yeah. I love that. I thought, so. I thought everybody <laughs> was going to have it. Up, right. Never, yeah. never told me what the letter G what stood G for, but I know for sure it wasn't good. Yes. So yeah. I, yeah. I should have well, put the wood, the wood part, the W-O-U-L-D. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we'll definitely have to do this again. This is a great series, just like too, the, too like another lyrics. listen, you know, yep. you know, series. Um, so we we've got plenty more of this where it came from, and I look forward to um to to doing more lyrics, but Kit, why don't you put your blindfold on, okay. uh, you know, put your hand up and down and point at a name and, uh, or better yet have your mom or dad pick a, pick a name or. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me, let me scroll just a little bit further here. Okay. Uh... Now, now while she's picking, now remember whoever we choose or whoever we don't choose, if you know the answer, please do do not type it just in case you get picks, picked if the person doesn't know. Right. So please be fair. Yep. Absolutely. Or we will kick you out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. Exactly. No. Right. But anyway, so kid. Okay. I have Tom Brennan. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Kit or Ken Michaels, you want to say the uh, the trivia question? Okay. All right. Put on your thinking caps here. This has to do with chart history. Yes. According to the Billboard singles charts in the United States, what was the last solo Beatles album 
to have three top 10 singles. This has to come from Tom first. Yep. Yes. And if yeah. he doesn't know it, then we go to someone else. The last solo Beatles album to give us three singles that made the top 10. Yes. So, Tom, uh, you know, hopefully you're not cheating right now. And uh, <laughs> we'll give you, uh, you know, how much time we're going to give him? Uh, yeah. You know, a half hour or is that enough yeah. time? <laughs> My battery runs out in 10 minutes. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, give, we'll give a minute. How about that? We'll okay. Okay. Yep, if he is, uh, or if he's gone offline, although I don't no. think he's <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, no, literally, I mean, not, I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't an insult. Right. All right, I'm, st I'm, uh, Tom, are you, uh, are you still watching? If, if, uh, we don't get in a minute, then we'll go on. I'll, I'll uh, pick somebody else too. Uh, so not, uh, not, well, Tom will have until you ask the question again until, to the next person. How about that? Yeah. So once All you right. ask the question again, Tom's time is up. Yep. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So let's see. Have we given him a minute yet? We given him a minute? I've, I haven't even uh, really <laughs> timed it. <laughs> it's well, let's give him better. 10 more seconds. 10 All more right, seconds. 10 more seconds. Okay. 10 more seconds. 10, I guess. 9. Yep, Eight, venture, venture, I guess. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, well, oh, yeah, hang, on, hang on, hang on. He, he just uh, typed, okay, hang on. He says Ringo. Nope. Oh, Tom, I'm so sorry. Good <laughs> guess, though. Okay. That was a good guess. guess. I, okay. I guess my first guess, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. all okay. right. So, all right. So, uh, how do we want to do this? Want me to pick somebody else? Yeah, actually, well, I ahead. think that I think that Tom should should uh, sing the Jeopardy theme. Okay. I'll oh do yeah. There we're you doing go. this. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair okay. enough. Okay. In right. honor of Alex Trebek coming back from there, you go from from, from cancer. chemotherapy, cancer yeah. therapy. We are going to do the uh, the final Jeopardy theme song. All right, so, now I actually well, okay. Let me let me see here because somebody wrote here two said either or. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got you can only right, come on. Oh, no, with sorry. one. Yeah. Rewrite it, George. You have to rewrite just you know when. Uh, well, yeah. okay. All right. Why don't we pick George? Uh, George Crinkle. You already you guessed two. You need to pick just one. You know, okay. One, so one Ken Michaels, go ahead and repeat the question repeat one more time. Repeat the question. According to the Billboard singles charts in the United States, what was the last solo Beatles album? to have three top 10 singles. And we've got an answer. There you go. That's the one. One. Congratulations. Congratulations. Way to go. That's it. Uh, You're going and, to get blame, and Tom Brennan, I don't blame you. I yeah. would have chosen Ringo too. But yes. yep, you, so yeah, go tell, yes. tell him what he won, George. You won <laughs> an empty talk more temp, talk more tote because you're not going to get all of my copies of Egypt Station. I'm telling <laughs> the line right there. That's it. You're going to get the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so George, if you want to message our Facebook page with your address, we will send that right out to you. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Yep. So, just, um, just so everyone ahead, knows, yeah. just like starting over was the first single. Yep. Woman 
been watching the wheels. Watching the wheels, all top 10 hits all in the 10. U.S. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, okay, so before we give all of our information of what we got going on, let's just talk about Talk More Talk here for a second. Uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, uh, tell your friends if they're Solo Beetle fans, please tell them to go to Facebook. Uh, Type in Talk More Talk. Uh, hit the like button on there on on our page. That way they'll find out when we're going to be live. We're going to find out, you know, when when all of our shows are going to be up on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Kittle Tools found it, and she's going to put it on the on those all those pages. And we we really appreciate everything that she does uh, for for Talk More Talk, the YouTube channel. We're also there. Um, same thing, you know. Go to uh, talk. Type in Talk More talk uh on youtube you can like like that uh click on the bell you'll get the notification whenever uh we have our newest episode posted on youtube you can uh email us at talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com we are also on uh twitter at talkmoretalk1 and uh i believe we're on instagram but we're not doing anything on that just yet not just yet we're gonna work on that though so. right right so that's that's talkmoretalk in a nutshell um again this is you know the first years in the books you know we, we debuted on on september 11th and and you know we're getting more and more fans we're noticing more and more comments we really appreciate everybody reaching out you know who would have thought that a show on ringo the fourth would have you know gathered you know all these views you know we're just so thrilled that everybody's taking the time to to check out our show and we hope to be here for for a long time um so uh, Kittle Tool, why don't you tell uh, everybody uh, what you got going on right now? Well, I have uh, my latest Deep Beatles up at Something Else Reviews. Uh, I have my latest Deep Soul um, up at Blinded by Sound. I'm going to have uh, some reviews coming up, including the DVD you mentioned earlier, Ken, Above Us Only Sky. I'm, I will be publishing a review of that soon and Thank some you. other stuff. And, of course, uh, I will be at the Abbey Road uh, Conference. So hope to see you there. Um, as always, you can... Follow me on Facebook or uh, check out my website. There it is. And uh, catch up on uh, what I'm working on. Okay. Uh, Joe, for you? Yes, my YouTube channel, if you want to go over and subscribe, is me, Mr. Mayo, um, where I do Beatles <laughs> stuff, type it in solo Beatles stuff. like that, too. Me, Mr. Mayo. Beatles <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff, solo Beatles stuff, record store, finds, all kinds of things. I just put up uh, a video about John Lennon that's getting really good response and a lot of interesting comments talking about how many songs really did John Lennon nick? Because uh, I've been noticing that a lot more than so with Paul. But although Paul said that we we, we both pinch, what does he say? We're both the, the greatest pinchers or something like that. We pinch as much as, from others as they pinch from, right. from, from yeah. us. But yeah. I noticed it more with John. And uh, I did a video that I'm going to put up soon called, And on the Eighth Day, God Created the Beatles. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay. It'll be interesting, you know, because uh, that was too too much of a, of a coincidence, I think, for it to work out the way it did. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ooh. Well, um, okay, cool. Well, for me, uh, two legs, uh, me and, uh, or David and I, I should say, we're getting ready to have a interview a special guest for our uh, season premiere. And that's uh, this gentleman. His name is Adrian Allen. 
He just came out with a book called Paul McCartney After the Beatles, A Musical Appreciation. Um, if you get a chance, check it out. It's, it's a really cool book, especially if you're a musician. It, it, it's pretty much based on a musician's point of view. It talks a lot about chord structure and note progression, and just a lot about the, the musical aspect uh, of Paul McCartney, and it goes through decades. It's starts, you know, 1970, goes all the way up into uh, a couple songs off of Egypt Station. So we're really looking forward to interviewing Adrian Allen on Sunday and hopefully having that um, episode out next week. So like I said, uh, really, really good read so far. Um, Ken Michaels, what you got going on, my friend? Well, first of all, since Ed Chen chimed in earlier, let me remind mm. everybody, I was on two <laughs> recent episodes of When They Was Fab. Really enjoyable, talking about side projects from the Beatles where they help mm. each other out. And so you can check that out on their podcast. Um, I do a syndicated Beatles program called Every Little Thing, which I've been doing now uh, on the radio since 1982. And uh, the show right now is on 39 radio stations. I don't talk about it all that much. Usually you hear me talk about my other podcast, things we said today. But um, with every little thing, I recently did an interview with Michael Hill, who was one of John Lennon's childhood friends. And that interview is in my latest show, which is premiering this particular week. And as Tom was quick to point out, all my shows of every little thing have some special thematic set i did a, a set there for songs whose titles give a command mm -hmm. <laughs> so think about that okay wow. so um and we'll do a show on that here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never know didn't you uh you did a thematic set with uh colors as well not too long ago well, i think I've it done was that. didn't you i've done that yeah. many times yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so i'm the thematic guy Anyway, <laughs> so um, if you want to know all the stations that carry my show, it's on 39 radio stations. You go to my website, which is KenMichaelsRadio.com, and you look up. There is one page just devoted to every little thing with all the radio stations, when they air it, with a link to their radio stations, and uh, you can stream it on any of those stations. So you got that. And um, since we mentioned Above Us Only Sky, which is coming out this Friday, Friday yep. um, on my website, there's a lot of interviews on there. My most recent interviews page, which is page four, I've interviewed four people that were involved with Above Us Only Sky. Wow. Above Us Only Sky. There's Michael Epstein, who is the director of the film, who also worked on Lennon NYC. There's also Elliot Mintz in there, Jack Douglas, and Dan Richter, who was John and wow. Yoko's nice. personal assistant. They're okay. all there on that page. So if you're in John and Yoko mode, <laughs> this weekend, as you're buying Above Us Only Sky, uh, you might want to check out these interviews Ooh. that I did with four, those four gentlemen. Things okay. we said today, my other podcast, there'll be a new one coming out this week, Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, Alan Cozen, Darren DeVivo, and myself, uh, we all pick a solo Beatle album that we appreciate more now than we did when it first came out. Oh, very good. Oh, very great. good. So, um, we may do the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. You never like know. That. You yeah. never know. You never, you never know. know. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, um, a couple of go ahead. Before we yeah. go, we just wanted to say, first of all, I uh, wanted to extend uh, get well wishes to Rob Leonard. Um, yeah, yes. 
uh, Fab Four Baseball. He's uh, in the hospital. He's going to be okay, but but uh, he'll be uh, in for I think the rest of the week. So we want to wish him uh, all the best and and uh, for a speedy recovery. And also um, just want to thank uh, Joe. You've been a great addition to our show, and and oh, yeah, you. you really. You know, you've added so much, and and he's uh, been a great pinch hitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you are <laughs> Felix <laughs> Unger on password. Yeah. Uh, so you, you are Aristophanes. <laughs> so you are definitely part of the Talk More Talk family. Well, thanks. Absolutely. I love being here. I have a, I have a real blast every time um, I'm lucky enough to be on here. Uh, and I'm, anytime you want me, anytime at all, I'll be there. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a song. Yeah. <laughs> Two songs. Yeah. Anyways, so um, you know what a what a wonderful year, Kit. Ken, oh, Tool, thank you so much. You know, we got to thank uh, Kenneth Womack as, as well. He's a big part of this show as well. Uh, we know that, you know, the guy has a lot on his plate. So whenever he has yeah. the time to to join us on this show, he's he's more than welcome. And we really appreciate all of his knowledge and insight and all the hard work he puts into these, these four individuals that, you know, there's just you just can't stop talking about these four individuals, can you? I mean, it's yeah. just so much. Yeah. We're learning Crazy. more and more every day. And it never, ends. Know, it never ends. Who would have thought, you know, 49 years later, you know, we're still, you know, after the breakup, we're still, we're still talking about these gentlemen. So for myself, Tom Hunyadi, Ken Womack, Ken Michaels, Kid O'Toole, Joe Mayo, I'm Tom saying, yeah, you're yeah. like a devil with horns <laughs> in your head. And the only way I'll get you is to get you in bed. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>